0: Begin with three drops of nutai and a large boiling cauldron. Stir in three ounces of finely minced toad ears, then sprinkle with a dash of modern femininity and finish off with the essence of patriarchy. Set aside and let brew before completing with a pinch of social mysticism. A short four hours later, you will have a simple recipe that defines the complexities of modern witchcraft. My name is Quinn Sledens, and today we're talking about witchcraft, baby. I'm talking all the ooky spooky goodness. I'm just joking. We're gonna talk about modern witchcraft and what it really means. Witchcraft is something that is so often associated with dark evil magic, and the distinct image of a witch is one we can all clearly see in our minds. The old wrinkled hag who laughs maniacally and curses any poor foolish traveler that comes her way. While this is the typical mental picture that comes to mind, one can quickly recognize that this perpetuated appearance and personality is completely invented and untrue. What really is a simple religion or belief system built on the standards of femininity has been twisted into a fairy tale of evil dark women witchcraft in the 21st century though seen as less taboo is still pretty much looked down upon by our dominant judeo-christian society it generally has a negative connotation and this idea of satanism and devil worship are closely associated with what is conversely a very warm and welcoming religion or belief system I just want to emphasize the use of my words religion and belief system, as some witches do not wish to identify their practice as such, but I digress. In Catherine Roundtree's 2003 Ethnography, Embracing the Witch and the Goddess, Feminist Ritual Makers in New Zealand, she explores modern witchcraft, exclusively goddess-based feminist witchcraft in the New Zealand setting, and how these women are working to destigmatize witchcraft in their society. For a two dollar book i purchased off of ebay embracing the witch and the goddess is a heavily researched and deeply personal portrait of what witchcraft is and should be roundtree chooses to fixate on the goddess movement and offers a deep exploration of who what when and where the goddess is and the personal transformations women undergo when practicing goddess-based witchcraft roundtree is not shy to the idea of witchcraft and has written a multitude of ethnographies exploring various types of witchcraft namely neo-paganism and native american faith movements As a professor of anthropology at massey university in new zealand she teaches and conducts lectures on the occult and a variety of spiritualities roundtree wanted to study the at-home witches within her own community and spending roughly five months with a goddess-based feminist coven in new zealand roundtree participated in a multitude of practices involving everything from moon rituals to civil protests embracing the witch and the goddess covers this idea of modern witches and their beliefs practices and social mobility in the 21st century Witchcraft is no longer something that needs to be hid or shied away from, but rather should be a fully embraced religion and belief system that focuses on feminism, sisterhood, and social issues. In the first two chapters, Roundtree immediately identifies this dichotomy between the two titular characters of the ethnography, the witch and the goddess. The witch is often seen as, quote, a warty, black-clad old hag who lives alone in the depths of the forest. She is a menace and she is cunning as she is pure evil, end quote. They're both deeply malevolent and deeply sexual simultaneously, causing them to be seen as objects of hatred and desire. They are the creatures that the, quote, dark side of feminine, end quote, was distorted into. Feminine rage, anger, sorrow, and sexuality were contorted into this hideous creature by the patriarchy. The goddess stands at the opposite extreme than the witch, as most women can become this witch character, whereas the goddess is an unattainable perfection. Both the witch and the goddess, quote, exist outside the range of images acceptable for normal women, end quote, as both inhabit an extreme of the social world. Their independence, power, and freedom is considered off-limits for normal, mortal women. Initially, Roundtree, like us, had these two clear-cut images in her mind of what witches and goddesses should be, so it came to much surprise when she discovered self-proclaimed goddess witches, which had previously been defined as two polar opposites of each other. Roundtree soon came to discover that to label oneself a witch or a goddess is to quote, claim the independent female power which the two symbols represent. In the third and fourth chapters, Roundtree comes to discover this idea of feminist witches, identify as goddess witches in order to fully embrace their spectrum of femininity and all its complexities. Feminist witches focus specifically on women's self-empowerment and healing and they're quite vocal in public with their views on women's rights and ecology. What started off as a break-off movement from wicca groups in the early 1970s is now a fully fleshed out ideology that emphasizes political activism and the unity of women. Their main symbol of power and unity is the goddess. But who or what is the goddess? That is the golden question. She's everything, but she's also nothing. Bear with me here. The goddess isn't specifically a deity, but rather a symbol of femininity, the earth and the sky. She is the nurturing Demeter and the destructive Hecate. Quote, the goddess represents the whole of human and the natural world. She she is manifested equally in a drop of water or menstrual blood, but her nature is never singular. The concept of the goddess draws from a multitude of cultures and experiences, included but not limited to Native American, Hindu, African, and Mesoamerican experiences. The goddess is one being, but she can change to fit the need of the beholder instead of being definite. The idea of goddess witchcraft is ideal to many women because, quote, every woman can identify themselves within the goddess, as we each have powerful inner forces which can be personified within themselves. In the fifth chapter, we finally get to meet this coven of goddess-based feminist witches in New Zealand. The coven in New Zealand is composed of roughly 100 women, which may seem large but is considerably small when it was known as the only coven in New Zealand in 2003. There is no set supreme or leader of this coven as they do not believe anyone should be put higher than the masses. Most of the women involved in the New Zealand feminist witchcraft are middle class, higher educated women. A majority of them work in health or education, oftentimes women's health and education, and they're usually from ages about their 30 to 50s. Their practices consist of moon rituals, where women may journal and reflect on tarot readings, solstices, which enhance our perception of age and the female experience, and general Sabbaths. Many women in the coven discovered the craft while searching for a religion or belief system they not only felt was meaningful to them, but that they related to, which directly leads us into the seventh chapter. Just a quick side note here, I'm abstaining from mentioning chapter 6 as it's kind of irrelevant to the topic. It covers kind of the generals of what anthropology is and anthropological research, so I just wanted to make note of that. Chapter 7 discussed at length the attraction of witchcraft to women, specifically feminists, and why they've chosen to stick with it. Women that enjoy goddess witchcraft like it because it focuses on this worldly issues and real life occurrences that needs mending. Environmental concerns are a primary aspect of goddess witchcraft, as they feel they need to respect Mother Earth and all that she's given us. Many of the women in the New Zealand coven felt isolated from Judeo-Christian religions, as they primarily served the purposes of men and masculinity. While Judeo-Christian religions focus this on this idea of being a follower of God, feminist witchcraft defines it as more of a relationship, a friendship with oneself and one's inner spirituality, aka the goddess. Quote, Christianity and many other religions have taken away from the personal connection one should establish with their god. By having official ritual makers within churches, priests and ministers, for example, you are denied the opportunity of setting up those conditions for yourself and the wisdom and personal knowledge to come to you, end quote. To them, the goddess can serve whatever purpose they may need in their life. If they need to ask an entity for help, the goddess can be that deity. When When they need to find their inner power, the goddess can be their inner strength. The Paradox of the Goddess allows these women to adapt to religion and belief system to whatever they're needing at that point in their lives, and that's a beautiful thing. I think having a religion, a belief system that can adjust to the needs of the individual allows for a more personalized experience with spirituality. I'm going to now share a couple quotes from the book that I really love about why these women like identifying as a witch and why the craft means so much to them. There is about a million quotes on here that I wish I could share with you, but we'll be here forever, so I've just handpicked a couple of my favorites. A woman named Sybil says, I'm very proud about identifying as a witch in the fullest sense of the word. I am a healer, I am a storyteller. Someone by the name of Galadriel says, I like the title witch. A witch to me means a woman in control and a woman directing her destiny. Part of venerating the goddess within me is being a witch and claiming that. A member of the coven named Megwin says, Yes, I am a witch. A witch is a wise woman who is gaining the wisdom of centuries, of passed on intuitive and healing ideas and values for the earth. A witch is a woman who can be free for herself. The church couldn't cope with a woman being so wise, so they had to squash them." Roundtree really just summarizes what these women are saying in this. Quote, these witches are well aware that they are contesting the popular image of the witch. Their self-identification as witch is conditional upon witch being defined in their terms. And I think that's one thing that's so powerful about the feminist witch movement is just, taking back this word, taking back this negative word used to describe bad and evil women and using it as something empowering and empowering through the goddess. When looking at the morals of modern witches, all past ideas of what a witch should be, a hag, a devil worshipper, should just disappear. Witchcraft was never an inherently evil practice, but one that instead of placing value on men decided to emphasize the importance of the divine feminine. It seemed bad to past generations because it was different, it was a change to the norm. Women who wanted to place importance on themselves and their growth was seen as an offense punishable by death. Feminist witchcraft with an embrace to the goddess is a beautiful religion and belief system that ties women together and enforces strong female connections. The beauty of the fellow woman and female relationships are something so important to many of us women that a religion and belief system centered around creating and sustaining these relationships is something that I personally find to be very attractive. When looking at witchcraft nowadays, I look at it with a sense of adoration and respect, as I see women wanting to find their own purpose and meaning and spirituality. Some of my friends and I have kind of always been drawn into the allure of witchcraft, and had decided to attempt um, the Libra full moon, sometimes referred to as the hair moon ritual, as stated in the book, and found that it wasn't as ooky spooky as it sounds. The word ritual kind of has this, like I've mentioned before, just inherently negative connotation of dark magic, when all we simply did really was just provide each other with happy thoughts and manifest of deep love. The ritual like truthfully brought us closer together as friends and solidified our connection. We exposed to each other our deeper secrets and things we wanted to improve upon in life and really ignited this beautiful flame into our relationship like nothing I've really experienced before. And now that we know more about each other and our goals, we can kind of help our fellow woman and working towards them. It's something that we all plan to do again and something to look forward to. And I just wanna to conclude to remind you how truly evil witchcraft is and how dangerous it is so i'm gonna leave you with this passage from our moon ritual now we come together as one to shine our light to heal and lift each other the earth and the entire universe may the power of our voices may the power of our friendship may the power of our hearts come together and heal each other our loved ones and the planet miraculous healings are now possible good news is on the way abundance is easy for all to access together as one we heal